You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, good morning. Welcome into the show. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. When you need cash out of your home in a simple way to get it, Rocket can. I'm so excited because I think Brady Papinga is awesome. NFL analyst has called the Super Bowl in Spanish. The gentleman speaks two languages. I barely speak one. Super Bowl champion, former Green Bay Packer, Mr. Papinga. What's up, buddy? How you doing, man? Billy, how you doing? Things are good. Always fun to jump on with you, my man. So what um let's get into this this Thursday night football game. What uh let's start with the Chargers. What were your impressions of a football team that obviously has uh massive expectations surrounding its season this year? Man, I love their defense. I mean, I saw them against the Raiders, saw them against last night against the Chiefs. I mean, you hold the Chiefs' offense to 17 points, basically. You know, the, the 24 there, or the 27 there was the, the, the touchdown uh, off that interception. But outside of that, I mean, you've, you pretty much frustrated, stymated one of the best, most explosive offenses in all of football with one of the most exciting, explosive quarterbacks in all of football. And they're just getting started. This is just their second game. you got new pieces there, like... Khalil Mack, Kyle Van Noy, you got already established guys, Joey Bosa, James. I mean, they have, and then they got a really nice collection of just kind of glue guys around those four, I'd say, pillar kind of players that make that defense on all levels really good pass rush coverage and even ability to stop the run. So uh, they look like to me like the most complete team. And they're, like I said, they're just kind of budding, they're not even fully blossomed. And when they do fully blossom here, and that'll be week eight, nine, ten, uh, as long as everybody stays healthy, man, I, I believe after seeing them these first two games, even though they lost last night, the AFC West goes through the Los Angeles Chargers. What? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Because here's my thing. I love this because, and you know more about football. I was going to say little pinky, but your little pinky is the size of most people's hands. But your little pinky than most of us ever will. But I've been making the point this year that it just feels like so many people are looking past the Chiefs team that over the last four years has been in the AFC Championship game every one of those years, has made two Super Bowls, has won a Super Bowl. It just To me, it feels like it's not the shiny new thing. But you think, having, with your expertise, your experience in the National Football League, having watched the Chargers these two games, you think they're the better football team than the Chiefs and they should be the favorites. Yeah, and it comes down to this simply. You're right about the Chiefs in the sense that, you know, they lose Hill. Um, but at the same time, their main pillars are there. You know, Travis Kelsey and obviously Mahomes and, and those kinds of guys. And so they, they're going to be a little bit ahead of the game when you talk to them compared to, let's say, the Chargers. Because the Chargers, sure, on offense, they, they return a bunch, you know, their main guy, Herbert, you know, and uh, Mike Williams and those guys. But at the same time, it, to me, the difference is that defense. Now, Kansas City's defense also played very well last night. I mean, Jones, those guys, you know, I love Spagnuolo. He was my defensive coordinator when I played with the Rams back in 2012. So I know him very well. I know what he's capable of. Obviously, he helped them win a Super Bowl and contend for others. So they're good, too. It's just there's a certain ceiling with this Chargers team 
that I, I've seen glimpses of and flashes of. And again, I mean, it, it just comes, and, and even Brandon Saley's seeing this. I mean, you, you contrast last year where he just constantly, it almost didn't matter where he was at on the field. He was going for it. It was like fourth and three or less. You know, and he, he was taking chances, and a lot of people criticized him this last year. And lo and behold, against the Raiders, last night against Chiefs, he's punting those balls. Now, why do you think that is? Very simply, he strongly, and I mean to the highest degree, strongly believes in his defense and knows that they can at any time take over the game. This not maintain a functional presence, but take over the game. Why put them in any position that's that's disadvantageous? Why not keep them playing with solid field position? And and that's what he realizes. And I think a lot of us see as uh, you know as football guys is we see their strength, even though their offense with with you know Justin you know Herbert and everything being as as good as he's been and as good as he's going to be as long as he stays healthy. That that's the that's the defense is their strength, and that's Talking really I, I look at those two teams. That's what it comes down to. Love it. Talking to Brady Papinga here on on CBS Sports Radio, who as always brings that mixture of candor, experience, and expertise. I love it. All right. So if you think the Chargers, I, I love what you're seeing in that team. If that's what you see in them, and obviously the Chiefs are very formidable. Let's just do a broader conversation about the AFC West because for the Chargers or the Chiefs to win that division, they're going to have to do well against the other two opponents. I know it's early, but where do you put as challengers, as obstacles, the Raiders and and the Broncos this year? Well, to me, I thought the Broncos would be the team that most surprises everybody, and that's just because when you have a defense as talented as they are with the Broncos, you know, you're led by Chubb, their outside rushing presence, and then you add a quarterback that creates this confidence that, yeah, I can go out as a defense and we can hold a team, you know, three out, uh, get an interception, you know, turn them over, whatever. And you know your offense is going to do something with it. That creates even – it's like perpetual confidence. It creates even more confidence. Where it's the opposite, if you don't have a functional quarterback, like the Broncos have not had for the last, I don't know how many years, probably since Peyton Manning was pretty good, which we're almost talking a decade, by the way. But anyway uh, – you're, it's almost like perpetual lack of confidence, and your ability as a defense to stop teams and stay with that edge decreases. Not knowing that, hey, we put the ball in our offensive hands, that they're actually going to be able to do something to help you win the game. So now they have Russell Wilson, and I know they they had their struggles. I mean, come on, two fumbles inside the, I think it was the one yard line, if I'm not mistaken, at least a five. You know, going in uh, by your running backs. I mean. They win that game in Seattle, uh, but you, you, you really have a difficult time winning any games if you turn the ball over inside you know, your, the red zone going into score. Uh, but I look at them as being probably the next line. I just I didn't see enough so far. And we're early in the season, granted. But I did not see enough in the Broncos to say, oh, they're, they're going to go and win the AFC West. But I do still see them as probably the team that is going to be right there with the Chiefs, right there with – uh, the Chargers, the Raiders, one thing, and again, I know this from experience with McDaniels. You know, he came into St. Louis, and I played in 2012 with Sam Brassen, who won a Rookie of the Year award the previous year offensively under a different scheme. Uh, McDaniels' offense is a little different than a lot of these guys who were in the West Coast scheme, which, by the way, that's what Derek Carr was in last year with Gruden system and all that kind of stuff. Um it's different, and there's this kind of transition period, and, and I could see it already when they were facing the Chiefs in week one that, man, it's just not the same. There's different reads, there's different terminology, there's different ways that they go about their offensive processes that takes time to learn. 
And so I, I, and then the Raiders' defense is is, is the big kind of downer. I, I mean, they're good, but they're not going to be unless it, like there's some stuff that happens you can't predict to the level of for surely the Chargers and even the Broncos. But I, I look at those three. It's like it's, it's a three horse race in the AFC West, and the upside, the greatest upside, are the Chargers. I love it, Brady Papinga. Here on the show, Brady, as I mentioned, obviously you, you played for the Packers for, for a long time, part of that Super Bowl winning squad. You, you're friends with and know Aaron Rodgers. In fact, I think, in fact, I know the only time I ever interviewed Aaron Rodgers was on a radio show that you were on. It was it was me, you, and or him, you, and me, the random guy, me, and he was very nice. Um, what, again, very early, early, early days, but, but no Devontae Adams. Offense didn't look the same. We've had some people on the show who played in the NFL in the last week who have said, I, I don't think the Packers are going to be that explosive offensively this year. What do you see and what do you expect from the Packers and Aaron Rodgers minus Devontae Adams this year? Oh, it's going to be a learning curve, as it was already shown in, in Minnesota. Minnesota's always been historically a tough place to play. I remember talking about going to Minnesota. It was 2007, Brett Favre, and we were on the bus driving to Minnesota and I, and usually I'd say, what's up, man? And, and he looked at me and didn't say, what's up? He just says, I hate this place. And I'm like, really? Yeah. And he's like, this place, like, he's like, it's just, there's something about coming to Minnesota that I just never played well here. <laughs> we won the game, by the way. But uh, I think there is that element. When you go to Minnesota, there's, there's it's just electric. That, that's the team they circle, by the way. The Vikings circle the Packers every year to beat them. Uh, the the rivalry is more more so a rivalry as the Vikings than it is the Packers since overall we we have over the last I don't know maybe in the history of each each organization dominated the Vikings um, so there's that element and then you mix in that inexperienced receiving core I mean I don't know if you saw that play with Watson where Aaron threw a dime I mean it, it's like yeah. he drops it and it's just that that one play whether whether you think the one play can affect the team or not that one play I do believe it affects them perpetually because, again, it's it's about kind of an energy flow. It's about a rhythm, especially when you talk offensive football. And you complete that pass, you get a touchdown, you kind of just, you know, break the ice. You're in this very, like I talked about, very hostile environment, difficult to win. Boom, you just pop off a huge touchdown. You're a rookie. Talk about Watson. And all of a sudden, everything just kind of, the air just kind of gets, you just kind of breathe. Uh, but the fact that he drops it, and then the other young guys see him drop it, Aaron sees him drop it, and all of a sudden Aaron's thinking, oh, man, you know what? And, and I, I could have anticipated it myself because you heard kind of Aaron really pushing these guys. They're under a lot of pressure from Aaron. And, and that's because how the, the way Aaron plays and these elite quarterbacks play is that one thing's called in the huddle, but generally speaking, a whole other thing happens evolutionary naturally when the play's happening in terms of what the quarterback and the receiver both have to see together at the same time. And then, yeah, after you see the same thing, the ball's sitting there right in your lap. you got to make sense. So there's going to be a learning curve. How long it's going to take at these young bucks, who knows? Uh, is Aaron good enough to evolve and to adapt and figure things out? Absolutely. When does that happen? I don't know. But I'm not really in a – we've seen this story I don't know how many times. Uh, last year, by the way, the Packers got rolled over by the Saints in Jacksonville, if you remember that. Yep. Uh, and they ended up having a pretty good season. So uh, 
I, I do believe things will get figured out because you got Aaron there. He'll he'll figure it out. Uh, I believe he knows how to press the buttons of these young guys and put pressure on them. And at the same time, if he feels like he's put too much pressure on them, he knows how to take it off, simplify things. Because ultimately, he just knows it's just a matter of moving the ball and scoring points offensively. Brady Upinga, knowing the NFL as you do, having been in locker rooms as a player, knowing Aaron as you do, knowing that organization as you do, what was it like for, for Watson in, in that locker room after the game? What, what's the oh, ball? Oh, like, my gosh. It's terrible. You know, I, I remember, again, I was kind of in the same position, but I was a third-year guy. And it was, and it's not the same as a receiver because everybody receives the receiver drop a pass, right? But we were playing the Chicago Bears again in 2007. It was our first time playing them, and uh, we were up five points. And the game was getting late into the game, and lo and behold, they came out in this power formation, and I had the tight end man to man. His name was Desmond Bishop, uh, not Desmond Bishop. Desmond Bishop's one of my former teammates, but his name was Desmond. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I'll just never forget this play. They, uh, they ran a play action. Instead of me keeping my eyes on the guy that I had man-to-man, I got so excited to go blow up the run, I just dropped the coverage, meaning I let him go, run back to like I was going to tackle somebody. Lo and behold, the cornerback is Brian Grace. He pulls the ball, and there's you know there's the wide-open tight end Desmond running down the seam, and he just lobs it up there touchdown, game over. And so everybody knows, hey, it's on me. And also, you know, Nick Collins, the safety, we were both kind of – he was the last, obviously, being the safety, last line of defense there. And you just can feel it. Like, nobody says anything. But I literally looked at every Packer fan that – because back at that time, now that there's a – so when you park as a player at Lambeau, now you go under an underground parking structure. Back when I played, it was outside. And it was just fenced off. So after every game, the fans would circle a fence and they'd watch your autographs and talk to you and stuff. And even after that game, the fans were so supportive because just that's how Packer fans are. But like I couldn't look at them and feel like like I did them good. You know what I mean? I felt like I did them yeah. wrong. So can I? I can only imagine, especially when you're a rookie and there's so much pressure and you're basically a first round draft pick. Although Watson isn't. I mean, he was like their top receiver. This is the guy we want. To Place Devontae Adams, the pressure he felt, the pressure he continues to feel, and until he has a breakout game, it only is going to build, which just it tests your mental fortitude and it tests your own self confidence. And for him, my only advice would be simply just keep it simple. And for Aaron, give him some layups, man. Maybe throw him a hitch route, let him run after the catch, maybe a little option route, you know, five to ten yard option route. Let him kind of just get his feet wet. But yeah, it's uh, it's not a good feeling, Bill. I'll tell you, <laughs> you know, especially when you have a fan base that's so invested, like the Packers. It's not good to let them down. Brady, I'm not gonna lie. You're one of my favorite people, and I hurt for you in that story. But I also really enjoy the fact that it was the Bears. So I apologize for my my mixed feelings. Gloating back there, like, oh yeah, good to hear the Bears. We don't have a lot to gloat about, Brady. There's not a lot to cling to. It's okay. It's okay. It's I'll <laughs> Uh, I dude, it's great to talk to you. I hope I hope the family's good. Good to hear your voice. Thanks for uh, thanks for, for for being on, buddy. Always a pleasure, Bill. Same to you, my man. Have a great day. All right, brother. Thank you, Brady Papinga, Green Bay Packer, Super Bowl champion, gentleman. Just a, he's just such a good guy, man. I got to uh, I got to to host radio shows with Brady for a long time, and we overlapped at a, at a different spot. And he's ju- he's just a great guy, and he's a 
I mean, Packers fans know know this, but he's a big dude, Diesel. He walks in. You know what he looks like? He he he's the sweetest dude in the world. He's a freaking teddy bear. But he looks like like badass Captain America. Like if Captain America <laughs> shaved his head and might crack some skulls in the alley, that's what Brady looks like in person. He looks big like he, he looks like the Hulk. He's huge. He does. He's huge. He he's <laughs> Brady is a Brady is a very strong man. Uh, I love the inside. I love I love the I love the honesty. Eight five five two one two four CBS is the phone number here on the show. Can you do me a favor, Tom? I think you actually hurt Andrew's feelings. Can you the ne- he doesn't listen, so he won't even hear this. Can you next segment maybe just try to be nice to him? I I don't think so. I don't want to lie to you and say I will. Right. I don't think so. I don't think I could do it. Don't love the answer, but but appreciate the honesty. All right, so we're going to do buy or sell, and D-Cell is going to be mean to bogish, and that's just how things are next here on, on CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast you're listening to the writer than you podcast welcome back into the show bill Ryder with you thank you for listening nice job by 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 diesel to get brady papinga on the show Brady has a little different schedule these days. Got some got some kiddo delivery duties, which I can relate to. And uh, it's harder to schedule him. And D-Cell kept reaching out. And Brady, who's an incredible guy, was able to, to fit us in. Which, D-Cell, you're, you're a dad now. And you're going to experience soon the transition to being a, a dad-slash-taxi driver for your child or children, depending on how that plays out. And when the rare moments happen, when you're you're over scheduled, 
taking your kids to school, picking them up, soccer practice, football practice, whatever. Normally, you just sort of want a moment to yourself. And so for, for Brady to, to, to do that was, I thought, very cool. Very, very kind. Very, very nice guy. Like I said, you know the real nice guys when they're nice to me. And there's only a handful of them. Most of them just, you know, tell me where I can go. Um, mm. Brady is one of the very, very nice guys. They're team bogus. I mean, they are. They. Are. I thought his Chargers take was really interesting. It's not my take. I don't. I don't share it. But he. I love his ability to watch a football game, watch the Chargers lose, and conclude that the Chargers are the are elite and the better team than the Chiefs. Not my perspective, but I love having a different one. Uh, speaking of which, speaking of a whole bunch of different views, a whole bunch of different headlines from sports, some takes on all of those. Let's uh. Let's let's jump feet first into, into buy or sell. What side will Bill take on the biggest issues in the world of sports? It's time for today's edition of Buy or Sell on Writer Than You. All right, Bill. Now, last hour, we discussed Ryan Fitzpatrick's feelings on Tom Brady, and perhaps TB12 is feeling like he doesn't want to play the Saints this weekend because since joining Tampa Bay back in 2020... Brady is 0-4 against New Orleans. In fact, in their most recent matchup last December, the Saints shut Brady out and won the game 9-0. It was the first time in 15 years a Brady-led offense scored no points. Buy or sell Tom Brady beating the Saints this weekend. Ooh, that's a good little stat. Bogus, you, you want, should we lean into Brady's going to lose? He's a loser this weekend? He's a loser every weekend, um, but in particular on the football field, he will be a loser this weekend. All right, let's uh, let's sell. We're gonna sell, sell it. Mm. Like it? Is this one of these things where it's just bad luck? The Saints just have his number. I mean, they're <laughs> the Bucks are a better team. I mean, Papinga just told us that he sat on a bus with Brett Favre, and Brett Favre admitted a sense of. Uh, of weakness and maybe maybe fear about playing with the Vikings. Um, I wish he had expressed similar fear about getting involved in, in applying for funds in the state of Mississippi. We'll get to that later. But, yeah, maybe some guys just feel snake bit at certain places. And to go back. I mean, look, I was going to say Andrew Bogish is respected, talented. Everyone likes him except the arena that is D-Cell's world. So yeah, like, yada, yada, yada. He's great. Everyone loves him. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I can't think of another person who doesn't adore Andrew. Well, I can think of one. I can find a couple. Maybe a couple. No, you can't. They're not out there. If you give me long enough, I can I can find somebody. This is as bad as your Trey Lance take. Uh, I don't is think... Your, you... Is your wife Is your wife listening to the show? Uh, no, she is not. And as bad as your wife keeping a list of people that didn't come to the wedding but went to the reception it's very yeah. real just like uh, she wants her own her own bowl for popcorn and cheese it's both things very very real i did eat some cheeses yesterday you said the word cheese you know when um when somebody hiccups or yawns not hiccups when somebody yawns then you yawn right contagious yeah yeah and if you don't do that it can be a sign you're a sociopath just so you know so <laughs> Disa, you might want to start faking the yawn um when so i'm serious with you if somebody says cheese it's and there's cheese it's in my house or at home when I get home, I have to go eat cheeses. Big bogus. Buy or sell, bogus. You're a cheese its guy. Cheese its are good because my kids eat them, so they're around. But I, I don't ever. I'm never in the cheese its mood. More evidence. He's just a bad guy. More evidence. I like the cheese its when they're a little burned, though. You know how some of the cheese its in the box are a little on the crispy. I would buy crispy. There's 50 versions of cheese its. Why can't they have the 
we burned, we sort of overcooked these cheeses. I love those cheeses. The only ones I won't eat in the box. Can you eat cheeses with? Do, will you go cheeses and beer? Because I will. Yeah, of course. Budweiser and cheeses is a great snack. I don't know if I would go Budweiser, but I'll go beer and cheeses. What's your beer choice? Like, what's your just like? What do you have in your fridge? Corona. I'm a Corona guy. Do you cut the lime? Uh, no, I go no lime actually. Don't mind oh. the lime, but okay. normally go no lime. I'm gonna guess Bogus has some like fancy schmancy IPAs, but I don't know. Bogus, what's the, what beers in your fridge? Uh, I'm not a huge IPA guy, but I don't have either Corona. Oh, you know what? There might be a Corona from the summer, but there's definitely not straight bud in my fridge for me. What's in there? Like, well, give me, give me your your. Palette. What's in there right now? I've got an sure. Ale- I got Allagash White in my fridge yeah, right now. Yeah, I've got a couple of local Long Island still like summer beers. I think I've got. Something called, you know what? I've got a Shark Bite IPA from a local South Shore Brewing Company, it's called, which is a pretty good beer. Um, so, yeah, I've got a, nothing, not normal stuff, not mainstream stuff, I guess. you got the good stuff. I, I For me, there's nothing that tastes better maybe on earth than a pepperoni pizza and a, and a cold Budweiser. Like, it is my... Yeah, Bud Heavy? Yeah, and I don't drink a lot of beer, but I, I will, I have to have Bud Heavy... When I eat hamburgers or when I eat pizza. Learn something new about you every day. Love Bud Heavy. Yeah. All right, let's get back to some football here. At his press conference yesterday, Dolphins quarterback Tua Tagovailoa explained the difficulties of being a shorter quarterback. If we have a slant and we have like an over-the-ball player and like another player in the alley and a flat, for me, I can't see because I'm not the biggest guy out there. So if I can't see you, you can't see me. I can't get you the ball and like spacing with the guys. So if you can't see me, get somewhere to where you can't see me, then I can see you, then I can hit you. Now Panthers quarterback Baker Mayfield was less subtle about it. The batted balls at the line of scrimmage. What can you do as a quarterback to eliminate those? Lay on an inverted table a little bit, stretch out, um, get taller. Thanks, mom and dad. Buy or sell the short stature comments from both quarterbacks. Buy. As a short guy, I find it very funny. Buy. Yeah. Was uh, Tua Bog- a little too honest there, though? Yeah. Bogus, I was going to ask you, do you think that the notion that, that the receivers have to do a better job seeing their quarterback is Tua? Wait, was there a pun in there? Buy. Yeah, there was. I don't know how to respond now. Um... I don't yeah, think this is do. a big. I don't think this is oversharing because I don't think anybody didn't know this. So, like, I don't think he's saying anything that nobody that opposing it's defenses like, haven't haven't picked up on yet. Like, it's we know one how of to, those things you know to be true, but when somebody actually says it, you take like a step back and go, "Oh my, did he really just say that?" Yeah, but it's like it's 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 not the same thing as Robert Sala weirdly oversharing like on Zach Wilson injuries and stuff like that. It, it's just the reality of his position. I would rather him say that than tell me it's not a thing. But it's a thing. It's a it's are an obstacle. In, it's a different part of him. That's fine. Are we in agreement? Is it correct if I asked who the best short quarterback of all time is? Is it Drew Brees? Is that, does that sound right? It does. Who's the second best short quarterback of all time? I was trying to think of a list of the top. Does Russell Wilson count as short? I don't know what they list him as. But he probably, and depending on what we're setting the parameter as, I mean, I think he would have to be close to that category. And, you know, then there's, like, guys like Doug Flutie. Oh, Flutie, yeah. 
That's a good one. Uh, Wilson is officially listed at 5'11". So is I, he really? Yeah, so I think he, he... can't be that short. They list him at 5'11", yeah, which 5'11". means he might be like 5'9". So I've never stood... I've stood next to most of these dudes. I don't think I've ever stood close enough to Russell Wilson to like... Like, I have stood next to Drew Brees, and he is not a, he's not a tall guy. Baker Mayfield, not a tall guy. I can't believe they list him at 5'11". They being the, the Broncos. Yeah. Wow. And him being Russell Wilson. So, I mean, look, there's an argument that Russell Wilson's the best. I got it. I got the little sh- little shot in there, Diesel. See, Diesel, like, you guys had a little moment together. Lean into it. I think Russell Wilson could end up being the best short quarterback of all time if he can get another one. But Breeze has so many records, or had sure. them briefly. I don't, like, Russ is not going to have... Those type of insane numbers that Breeze had. It's crazy if he if he had just if he had just not if they had just run the ball called a better play. Patriots, yeah, yeah, he'd have two going for three, which is a whole different leap. All right, Joe Burrow but is instead n- they came up short. Bye. You know I don't sell any of those on a Friday. I'm in too good of a mood. Now Joe Burrow, <laughs> this is you in a good mood. I'm sorry. I it actually is. <laughs> I th- I thought I was in a great mood today. The Bengals are coming off a disappointing week one loss in overtime to the Steelers, while the Cowboys, of course, lost quarterback Dak Prescott to a thumb injury against the Bucks. Now, Cincinnati is favored in Jerry's world with Cooper Rush starting for Dallas. Buy or sell the Cowboys being competitive this weekend against the Bengals. Sell. I don't think I don't think they're very good. Sell. I I I, I no, I mean I I have you in the four to five years I've been on CBS Sports Radio, I'm not sure I've ever believed in the Cowboys. Ever. It's not for a lack of trying by me either. I try to bait you every single week. You real last year. I you sold were... it as hard as anybody could sell it last year to you about the Cowboys, and then I had egg on my face. I mean, I really thought you were getting stock options from the Cowboys, like how hard you you were into that. Didn't work. You weren't buying. No. No. It's only gotten worse from there. Bogus, have you ever been a, a Cowboys believer in the Dak Prescott era? How, you ever how been sucked could in? I be? I mean, only because I thought they were the least bad team in a crappy division, but I've never picked them to win anything of significance. They can't. They will not. As long as Jerry's in charge, they are incapable of winning anything of significance. 100% agreement. All you right. Make an all-star team. Give them, give them Trey Lance or Tom Brady and then build around that, and they're still not doing it. All right, let's stay in the NFL here. Both teams searching for their first win of the season as the Raiders host the Cardinals on Sunday. Now, as of today, Las Vegas was five-and-a-half-point favorites. Buy or sell the Raiders are more desperate for a win this week than the Cardinals. Ooh, that's a great, that is a great question. Andrew, where's where's your head go on this? Because I mean, both those teams have expectations. Right. And the Cardinals definitely want to get away from bad Cliff Kingsbury, bad quarterback conversations and paying attention and mistakes that he's making. But they're in a division where the Niners and the Rams also lost last week. Seattle is not all of a sudden be, going to become a 12-win team out of nowhere this year. So point. they've got a little more of a safety blanket. The Raiders can't be 0-2. Um, they would 
still be okay in theory, but you don't want to be 0-2 in that super good division, especially in a game that you like this one that you should win. As a, that is a stellar point. What was the? How did you frame this excellent question? Buy or sell the Raiders are more desperate for a win this week than the Cardinals. My guy Bogus nailed it. I'll buy. Buy. All right, let's get to some college football here. The headlining matchups in week three feature number 12 BYU at number 25 Oregon, while number 13 Miami will play in College Station at number 25 Texas A&M. Now, BYU is fresh off their upset over Baylor last weekend, while Texas A&M is looking to bounce back after losing to App State. And, oh, by the way, they are reportedly making a quarterback change. Buy or sell both road teams, BYU and Miami, winning this week. You're Miami. Your Miami team. Miami Hurricanes playing in prime time, 9 p.m. Eastern. I believe in BYU. Are you are are you are you feeling confident? No, not at all. I think actually Texas A&M losing last week was the worst thing that could have happened to Miami. I think they will be prepared. I think the quarterback change will have them buttoned up. I feel terrible. So, all right. I'm just leaning to you guys. So let's go. You guys are a dynamic duo. You're a team. Is there a way? that you would have felt good about this game, Thomas? Uh, given Miami's performance last week, they got off to a really, really rough start against a, a you know, a non-Power 5 team, an inferior opponent. Plus, I mean, me being pessimistic here, Jimbo losing a game that they were heavy favorites in, I think A&M is going to be buttoned up. They're the home team. They'll be ready to play. And oh, by the way, they're still a touchdown favorite in this game, so that tells you all you need to know. Coming off a terrible loss. I sell it hard enough for you guys. I, yeah, don't, no, I, I, don't, I, I, I don't think Miami's winning this game. Well, will you yeah. watch this or will you watch the highlights on Sunday? Oh, no. I'll be watching every single play of this game. Okay. Do you do you yell? Are you Because I'm a yell. I yell. I, I may. So this is, this is dumb, but I was watching the uh, Barcelona-Bayern Champions League game a few days ago, and I had a half of a – is it some, some flavored water? Spindrift? Is that what it's called? God, whatever. I don't know. And – Bayern scored a goal, and I really wanted to throw it. And, and I thought my wife was watching with me, and I thought I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm mature. I'm an adult. I'm 44. And they scored three minutes later, and I just threw it against the wall. And then calmly got up and had to clean it up. <laughs> Are you guys like emotional about your teams like that? I used to be, not anymore. Not anymore. No. I have never considered throwing anything. <laughs> I have definitely yelled. I've definitely cursed. I have definitely need to go for like an emotional walk to calm down. But throwing something, breaking yeah. something, trashing something, no, not not that. Well, I didn't break anything. I just threw maybe a third. And it was my last one, and I was thirsty. So I'm extra stupid. All right, let's get to some baseball here. Not only did Seattle Mariners rookie Julio Rodriguez get paid this season, but yesterday he joined the 25-25 club. The 21-year-old Rodriguez has 26 homers and now 25 stolen bases on the season. Buy or sell that Julio Rodriguez is the next dominant player in baseball. Who is he the next? So do I buy his level of excellence long-term? Is that kind of the... Yeah, that's the road I was looking for, yeah. Yeah, no, it's a good... I'll buy, yeah. Buy! And and I love sort of those old-school accomplishments. I love that this actually sort of matters. Again. That's that, that's actually a follow-up I have. Does 25-25 really matter? Like 40-40, I know that that's a big deal. 
2025, but he's only 21 years old. Yeah, I think it does. I mean, if it continues, right? Because 30 30, what's the, what's the home run stolen base combo equal, equal sort of accomplishment, Andrew? That is 30 30 30 club the one that. I think, isn't that what Canseco did when he first broke out a long time ago? No, I think I think he did 40-40. Did he really? I thought so. Like, 30-30 is the upper echelon. Like, I wouldn't say 20-20 is easy, but obviously there's more of those guys. Like, that's the first thing you get to. 30-30 is what I think separates the real power speed combo guys. But I thought Canseco got to 40 I bet you're one right. year. All this stuff has been, again, and he's the perfect example of this the steroids era made home run numbers outlandish and shrunk stolen base numbers because guys got bigger and slower yeah i mean and stolen bases right now are less value. next to non-existent although right i was reading the other day that the the new rules about throwing over and the bigger bases now you can't throw guys out anymore in the minor leagues so you if you miss stolen bases you may get infinity stolen bases starting next year in major league baseball if teams think it's worth the gamble yeah, the, if, the, if the math, when they do redo the algorithm. Yeah, because one of the pitching rules is you have a limited, you have a cap on throwing over. So at one point, the runner knows that you can't throw over anymore. So he can be aggressive with his lead. Because the only way it's not a problem is if, he, if you're at, if they pick you off and it's okay, but if they throw over and don't get you, I think it's either a ball or, a, or you're going to go to second base. I don't remember the specifics of it, but like it's really punitive. And guys are just taking advantage of it. And then second base is a little bit closer. So maybe 30-30 is going to be a more in vogue thing all of a sudden. Uh, as much as I you know, hate telling you that you were right, 1988 Jose Canseco, 42 homers, 40 stolen bases. Ooh. That is a pretty amazing. Now, what does Shohei do each year? I should know this, but he's he got to be a 25-25 guy. No, right? he has less than 20 steals right now. Does he really? He does, yeah. He's fast, too. Wait, are we? Is the music over? Because we're in the habit of going till way too long. Is that what's happening? Uh, as we have done today, we went very long. We got right. in six out of seven. Andrew, really quickly, anybody you want to nominate for Bum of the Week? It's coming up in a second. I'll pass, but thank you for asking. Bum of the Week minus Andrew's nominations coming up after we get a CBS Sports Radio update from Andrew Bogus. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, welcome back into the show. It's Writer Than You here on CBS Sports Radio. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. We appreciate you. This season, for the first time, you can hear every Westwood One NFL broadcast stream live for free Mondays, Thursdays, Sunday nights, the International Series, holiday triple headers, and 
every postseason game. Catch all the action on the Odyssey app on westwoodonesports.com via Westwood One Station Streams or by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports, all sponsored by your AutoZone. Free battery testing, free battery charging, replacement batteries that fit your needs. That's what makes AutoZone America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Let's get in the bum of the week zone. Hallelujah, I'm a bum. All he's doing is a whole lot of damn nothing. I'm a bum. You rotten bum! I'm a bum. They're a bunch of dumbs. I'm a bum. I'm a bum. I'm a bum. Who's the bum this week? Let's find out on Writer Than You on CBS Sports Radio. What a nominee is this week, my man. Uh, Kyrie is nominated for promoting, referencing, buying into a conspiracy theory from 20 years ago by a media person. I don't even want to say, I'm not going to say the person's name, but someone who, who was alleged and sued successfully as a result, no, forget alleged, who lied about the Sandy Hook victims and their families and called it a hoax. That person, or sometimes feels like less than that, um, Kyrie promoting that person, one of those persons' conspiracy theories. Kyrie, definitely nominee. Uh, Brett Favre, we have talked about this a lot, but there are text messages that seem to show allegations that Brett Favre milked a state program. Uh, also knew, it seems perhaps, the allegations are accurate, the text messages are authentic, that he was taking money from a welfare fund. Wow. Robert Salah, not as serious, just really, really not great. Just, I'm keeping names. I'm keeping track of everybody that's writing that we're not well, good at football, which we're not. Um... So he's nominated for sure. I mean, I, got, I think I got Aaron Rodgers. I think I got to nominate you, buddy. Just maybe a little bit better media management, right? Maybe don't throw your guys under the bus constantly and then kind of get all mad when we're going to give them time, but not a lot of time. Thin ice. Uh, who else am I? Uh, who else do you want to put in the nominee machine? My I, man? I guess there's there's two sides to this. Can we put the NBA and or Robert Sarver, oh, or, or do we yeah. lump them together? Is that one nomination? So I was going to nominate Silver for this, but I here's the thing. And maybe I'm giving him too much of the benefit of the doubt because he's Adam Silver and his past and not his present conduct. But I, I do wonder if there isn't a long-term. Is Sarver suspended for a year, or is a year what Silver could do while he removes him from the league? Is it a different process? I don't know the answer. Certainly, Sarver has been nominated in the past, but it's I, I, I'm glad that that punishment came down. And I want to believe that Silver is capable of taking the step that's necessary and removing that guy. And the fact that one of the, um, that the, the minority owner who owns the largest stake outside of Sarver criticized Sarver, I think, is an interesting political development step in the right, in the right direction. Um, yeah, I'm, I... I, I I, I want to because we've got some good nominees. Anybody else? Andrew didn't want anything to do with nominating people. Uh, sure, I'll, I'll I'll nominate somebody else. How about Jerry Jones and the Cowboys organization? Ooh, yeah. Clearly trying to rush back Dak Prescott from his broken thumb. They think maybe he can play by week four, and I think they're nuts. Excellent. That's a really really good one. Excellent one. I'm gonna I'm gonna nominate Sakar Thomas Mueller Mueller from Bayern Munich. I don't like the guy's face. I don't like the way he looked <laughs> after they beat my Barcelona team. I'm not saying he has a punchable face. I never said that, D Cell. I'm just saying he's nominated. But 
at the risk of leaning into something that's way too serious, I'm so over Kyrie Irving. I'm so over the distractions. I'm so over his criticisms of other people's intellectual and moral standing in the world. But he he's going to promote, support, reference a ridiculous world-controlling conspiracy theory by someone who literally isn't worthy to have me or you or anyone else say his name on the air, so I'm not going to. Kyrie Irving, you're so exhausting. My God, again, you're the bum of the week, dude. That's your bum of the week. I detest you! On Lighter Than You. So I got a little jury duty coming up here, and I got some plans. I have some travel. So I have a jury duty... Arrival date on a Monday. I got to be across the country to interview some NBA people on a Tuesday. Most people that show up for jury duty don't have to actually do jury duty. Like me, this guy right here, last time I got called, I did not have to do anything. Did I just lock myself into being on a jury? Here's the thing. I'm never going to be on a jury because I'm going to say I'm a radio host, and whatever we talk about, I'm going to talk on the air every day, and I'm a writer. I'm going to write about it. Seems like an easy way to get out of it. And true. I guess the judge could put an injunction down during the trial, but I'll just be like, yeah, cool. Like, I actually would love to be selected for this jury because it's content for the show. Your Honor. <laughs> There's no way they would select you then. I'm not getting selected. The show's called Rider Than You. I'm rider than all these prosecutors and defenders. Like, if you show up drunk, do you, just, do you, do you get out of jury duty? Uh, yeah, I think that's not good. More arrested. Have a wonderful weekend. Thank you for listening. I'm Bill Ryder. We appreciate you. We'll see you back here Monday on CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 